Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, where we are talking about what it's like to be an introvert in today's working world. Now, I have noticed more and more than ever before that being an introvert is coming up in conversation all the time. It turns out that I'm not the only one noticing this either. There's even research to suggest that it's common to get more introverted as you age. The psychological term for it is intrinsic maturation. And what this refers to is actually becoming more introverted as you get older. So as a woman in the middle, it's more common. And as a woman in the middle coaching other women in the middle about change and often career change or some kind of a big pivot, it totally comes up a lot because so many amazing midlife women with so much to offer feel that they can't go for it. They can't do what needs to be done to be successful because they are introverts. What's really interesting about the concept of intrinsic maturation is that it happens for both introverts and extroverts. So when you make jokes about slowing down or slowing down socially, like maybe about the idea that you just want to stay home or or be calmer, or maybe stay in more, or maybe just that you like things quieter in general, it makes sense. I remember my mom making a joke whenever I would call on the phone. I would say, hi, mom, how's it going? What's new? And she would say, nothing. And that's just the way I like it. So when I was younger, it totally sounded boring. But now, I don't know about you, but it sounds amazing. I think you know what I mean. Anyway, introversion is a thing at this age in one way or another, and that's why I want to introduce you to my guest today. She's an introvert who figured out how to use it professionally to help other introverts. So creative and helpful. Specifically, Caroline Wood is an introvert supporting other introverts build a successful business that honors their introversion. You know, rather than feeling like they have to pretend to be an extrovert to get ahead. Caroline is a chartered accountant with over 20 years experience helping businesses and not-for-profits to be sustainable through understanding their numbers and putting great systems in place. And now she uses that skill of helping people with systems in a different way. Caroline teaches that you can be a successful business owner as an introvert without having to pretend to be an extrovert. She feels strongly that you're probably going to be more successful being authentic to your introversion rather than exhausting yourself as an extrovert. This is such good news, right? She also believes that there are so many opportunities now to build a business that works with your personality. Caroline thinks that midlife women aren't aware of all of this opportunity in part because of how quickly the online world has changed and that most of the changes haven't been embraced yet by big business. Caroline got frustrated watching so many women let themselves settle because of fear and discomfort around traditional business methods. She decided to do something about it because there really are so many ways that you can create a business and a life that makes your life more joyful 
and purposeful. And that is what I call Midlife on Purpose. And I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Hi, Susie. Thanks for having me here. It's lovely to be here. Awesome. I was really taken with this whole introversion topic because what I'm finding more and more as I meet more and more amazing women in the middle is that so many of them describe themselves as an introvert. So can you tell me a little bit about why you are so passionate about being an introvert and how introversion has kind of played out for you in your life? I think for me, it's I for a long time, I just felt that I didn't quite fit in. You know, I'm I'm, you know, I'm a quiet person. I'm not loud. I like spending time at home by myself. You know, I think a lot of society expectations to go out and be sociable. And I do like doing those things, but I also need quite a bit of downtime to regain my energy. And I think the way it played out for me is I read Susan Cain's book, Quiet, The Power of Introvert, Introversion in a World That Won't Stop Talking, I think it's called. And it just really got me to see that actually I wasn't that that unusual, that there's a lot of us out there who are perhaps trying to fake it as extroverts to make it in the world and, you know, to, to progress our careers or our businesses. And she just really showed me that there's a way that you can do it without having to be, you know, to pretend to be something that you're not, to be inauthentic. And so for me, I'm really passionate about for doing that for myself, for being authentic to my introversion and creating a life that works with my introversion, but also helping other women, particularly through setting up businesses uh, that honors their introversion so that they can be authentic as well. I just, for me, since realizing it's okay to be an introvert, it's just like I've, you know, a heavy weight has lifted off my shoulders that I'm actually not that weird. There's a lot of us out there and we can do things our way. Oh, that's so interesting. So did you grow up feeling weird? Yeah, I think, you know, there's that, the quiet one. Um, I mean, you see it all the time on the TV, you know, when there's a, a serial killer or something, it's everyone says, oh, that was the quiet person. We never expected anything from them. <laughs> I think people just have this idea that if you're quiet and you want to spend time by yourself, that there is something not quite right about you or that's the message that society puts out. Yes, you know, I did um, realize somebody, I got to know somebody back in uh, university days who was shy, and he explained that to me, that shyness is often misinterpreted. So I'm wondering if it's the same thing with being quiet. There's stigma or something. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I'm shy and I'm an introvert. So, you know, I do, and I, I often wonder whether my introversion has made me shy that, you know, that not accepting that being quiet, um, you know, has made me feel that, you know, people are perhaps judging and that's what's made me shy. Um, it's an interesting, yeah. But I think quiet is very much like that. It's like a chicken and an egg thing, I guess. Yeah. So what was it like you for you in your career uh, coming to this point where, where being authentic um, rang really true for you? I think I was starting to move up into management positions. So I'm an accountant by trade and starting to move up where I needed to, at least I thought I needed to, to get ahead. I needed to start networking more and building up networks and going to a lot of meetings and talking a lot. And that's just not who I am. And I think a lot of introverts suffer with that. There's um, some really interesting scientific research they've done now that show that introverts actually take longer to process information. It follows a longer pathway through their brain. And so meetings are actually quite challenging in terms of 
you know, being put on the spot to come up with a quick answer to something when, you know, the information's probably still going through your brain paths, whereas the extrovert sitting next to you, it's sort of zapped straight to the bit where they want to start talking. So I think that's where it became a challenge for me when I moved into that management role and moving away from the technical side of accounting towards, you know, more of that management talking, meeting roles. And mm. yeah, it just started to feel really inauthentic and that I was just saying things in meetings for the sake of saying them rather than because I'd thought about them properly. And it just started to feel uncomfortable. Hmm. So do you remember how you thought about that? I think for me, it was just I decided that I got to a management position and that I wasn't going to go any further because I wasn't willing to do that behavior. Mm. And I sort of felt I was really quite limited because, you know, the organizations I worked with didn't cater at all to my introversion. They were all tailored towards extroverts and you know, brainstorming and meetings and things like that. So what did you do? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, ba- I basically quit. Well, I, yeah, I have basically quit and I've set up my own business where I can set things up my way, the way they work well for my introversion and I'm not limited by my introversion. In fact, it's actually, you know, I see it as my superpower now that I do think about things for, you know, deeply that I feel comfortable saying to clients that I work with, hmm, that's a really interesting problem. Let me have a think about it and then I'll get back to you. And I think I come up with much better solutions because I, I've got the opportunity to do that, which I didn't have in corporate meetings. Uh, so it's just building something that works much better with my personality. Okay, we're going to get there, but I can't resist asking, asking you more questions about making the decision to pivot. Because um, that is a lot about what we, what we focus on in this podcast, because so many women feel a disconnect, but then they just spin about it. I spinned about it, or I spinned about it. I caught myself in a spin. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about, talk about it, but yeah, like I was spinning totally for five years. So when you realized that you'd been studying You'd reached this point in your career, but there was, you were bumping into a disconnect. You weren't aligned with that true authenticity of being really comfortable in terms of growth and evolving forward. Uh, How long did it take for you to really come to terms with that and to see what you were thinking and notice how you were feeling and get the courage to do the next thing? Gosh, I would say it was at least probably six years. I'd say I probably had two or three years where I was just thinking I'd like to start something. And then I started something part-time while I was working full-time. I started a food blog um, and realized that wasn't right for me. You know, I've gone through a few iterations to come to, come to where I am now to actually, you know, working on a business that works in my strength and, and works for me. But, you know, it's taken, yeah, I'd say I did good three years of side hustling, trying different things until I found what you know, worked better for me and what worked with my skills, I guess. I'm so glad you shared that because we tend to get so frustrated and, and we're just swimming in confusion, but also we're, we're feeling really down on ourselves for not having the clarity and wanting the clarity to come faster than it is. And I love that you, you know, you said you tried something and then you, re- you had a realization and then you tried something else and you had a realization. And what I really notice is that nothing is wasted, you know, that those experiences no. helped you clear up what it was that you wanted to do and where you really felt that you could help. Did, did that happen for you? 
Yes, I think, you know, looking at the food blog, I, I realized I, loved, I love eating much more than I love recipe developing. <laughs> but the skills I got setting up that, that food blog in terms of developing a website, learning how to set up an email list, getting to understand social media, it's, it's just been invaluable. It's like it was a really good little training package on how to get on top of the tech side of setting up a business. And a baby and then, step towards becoming more visible, right? In a yeah. different way. Yes. And then I did Facebook ads for people for a while and I think that was harder to switch away from because I started to make really good money from that. But it just wasn't my zone of genius and I wasn't really comfortable doing it. So that was, again, you know, the skills I've learned in Facebook ads and how to work with clients has, again, been invaluable. But it's, it's taken me a while to realise that particularly with that one, that money isn't everything. It's also got to align with who I am and what my skills are. Yeah, that fine balance between what lights you up, who needs help, and yep. where are your skills. Yeah. Exactly. So when did that light bulb go off? How, what was that like when you realized that being an introvert was going to really set you free? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was... I've been thinking... Well, ever since... Even when I was working, I was really passionate about introversion. And I've been thinking about, you know, I'd like, I like working with introverts. And I think that's where it first started, that I, with the Facebook ads, my favorite clients were the quieter ones. And I could see what they were struggling with. So I think it was, it, it's been a really slow burn for about six years of thinking about, yes, I'm really interested in introversion through to, oh, look, I like working with introverts. Oh, they've got a set of problems that I could help them solve to where I am now. So it certainly hasn't been a quick, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to help introverts to do something about setting up a business. So where do introverts get stuck? Well, first of all, do most introverts that you work with identify themselves as introverts? Is that something that like the term has come along enough now that people know to identify with that? I think quite a few do there's a lot of talk about it on social media um but the other word that i use is quiet and i think that really resonates with people that they're the quiet ones in the room um and sometimes that shyness but a lot of the times it is that introversion that they're thinking about things that, that like me they didn't want to participate in the meeting just to say silly things or to you know to be seen um so I think quiet is the other word I use quite a bit rather than just introvert. So is that typically how somebody would notice or recognize that they have those tendencies? Yeah, I think so. And Anything then else? there's a lot of tests around. You know, I think the Myers-Briggs test is just becoming more and more popular. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people I know love doing personality tests. And I think they do that. And that's a real wake up call as well. Mm. What might they see on that type of a test? So they'd, be, they'd do the test and they'd come up with an I as one of the Myers-Briggs. There are four characters, four, four personality characteristics. I'm not sure of the exact terms they use when you do a Myers-Briggs. And the first one is you're an I or an E, so you're an introvert or an extrovert. And then there's all sorts of other stuff that comes after that. It's also really interesting, but I focus on the I part of the, mm. the personality that, where people are struggling. So why would they struggle in terms of business? Like what would happen for somebody who wanted to be an entrepreneur? Why would it be a problem? I think there's two issues. The first one is that a lot of the entrepreneur stuff that is out there is aimed at extroverts. So it's all about being hyper visible, 
networking, really getting out there. And that can be really draining for an introvert if they follow that advice. I'm thinking, you know, I see challenges for people to be do Facebook Lives for 30 days straight. And if you're an introvert, that can be absolutely exhausting, putting yourself out there, talking to people, which you are effectively doing with a video for, you know, 30 days straight. But that, that's a lot of the message that you get when you're set up a, setting up a business. And then I think the other side of it is that, that it is harder to network. I think, you know, building relationships and... Um, having support networks around you is really important when you're setting up a business. And as an introvert, that can be difficult to do if you don't want to go to networking events and those kind of things. But I think the lovely thing is that the way the, the internet is working now is that there are some lovely communities out there that introverts can join. They're smaller, they're with other introverts, um, and they can, you know, the intimate communities. So they can do that now, whereas I think in the past it was much harder. I think you know, the intro, introverts are, should be really pleased that the internet has come out there. I think it's really opened up a lot of opportunities for them. I guess what I hear you saying is that there are ways to still be visible in a way that's more comfortable for you, that you still can have a business. You can still pivot if you're in corporate or on some kind of a career path that you're not comfortable with. You still can do these other things, but in... Um, I guess, a special way. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think there are definitely opportunities out there. I'm not saying that you'd never be uncomfortable. I think everyone is uncomfortable when they create a business. You're always going to have to step out of your comfort zone in some way when you do it. It's just not making, making sure that you don't completely throw yourself out of a comfort zone and, and break yourself. Oh, my God, uh, Caroline, so... I'm cracking up here, but trying not to interrupt your, your flow. There's so much discomfort. <laughs> Like, I don't call myself an introvert. I think I'm somewhere in between. The older I've become, I notice that I'm not a classic extrovert. When I was growing up, that's how I would have described myself. But I've heard people toss around the term introverted extrovert. And I'm wondering if that's more of what I am. But there is so much discomfort and thought work that needs to be done to press on um, yes. Even when it comes to sales, I'm sure sales has yeah. got to be a big issue with introverts. Yeah, I think it can be. I think it's working out a sales method that works for you. So I actually, I'm very comfortable having a one-on-one conversation with a person. And for me, sales calls are very much about, I really, I really want people who come and do a sales call with me to already feel like, yes, they want to work with me probably. And the call is much more about, are we a good fit personality-wise? And it's much about me checking them out as them checking me out. Definitely. And I, so I don't put the pressure on myself to make the call on the, you know, make the sale on the call. I get them to talk a lot about who they, what they want to do and who they are, which is fabulous for me because then I don't have to talk. <laughs> and then I, at the end little, I, I have to say, now. I was a little worried about you for a podcast interview because I'm like, uh-oh. We're talking about introversion. I'm having a guest who's quiet. <laughs> What's this going to mean? <laughs> and that's the thing. I think one-on-one introverts really love those deeper conversations as well. Uh, but, yes, the sales calls, uh, they share what they do. I share what I do. And then I say, yeah, this is how I can help you have a think about it and get back to me. And I follow up with them. But because I don't put my pressure, pressure on myself to make that call actually on the sale, the sale on that call, it, it's a much easier conversation to have. Mm, I see. I think for me, introverts really need to look at 
where they can have more intimate relationships with clients and potential clients and that's what's really important to an introvert rather than trying to speak to a large audience as I think perhaps an extrovert is is better able to do. So how about applying some of these skills to life, not just business? You mentioned that a lot of it has to do with energy. So how can you feel more authentic and honor your introversion more outside of business? So for me, it's been, it's really been about developing the confidence to say no to things. So I think for introverts, both in business and personal life, the big thing is having good boundaries in place. And that probably applies to extroverts as well, but I think it's different boundaries. So I no longer, you know, if someone invites me to a party, I no longer feel uncomfortable saying parties aren't really my thing, but I would love to catch up for a coffee with you sometime. So just, you know, really explain to people, this is what I like, how I like to mix. I really like your company and this is how I'd like to see you. And then also making sure I schedule a day a week where I don't actually have to see people if I don't want to um, and not have conversations. I can be at home, I can read my books, I can do my gardening and just really, you know, build it back up those energy levels so that I'm ready to go out and see people and talk to people again. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, uh, like I said, I've been surprised. So now I've been a home-based business, uh, a home dweller, as I like to call myself, for six years coming from working, you know, in larger organizations um, for 27 years. And I thought, based on some conversations I had with other colleagues, that it was going to be more challenging for me that I was going to feel lonely. And I have to tell you, I do not feel lonely. And yeah. I think because my business is like, I am alone during the day, but I'm connecting deeply with people in coaching. And I also run um, a mastermind and I'm going to be starting a membership in a week or so and, and group calls, group coaching. So there's other opportunities to work with people. Like I'm not by myself, even though I'm by myself. And yeah. I like it much more than I ever imagined. Yeah. And there's some, again, some studies out there that show that as you get older, you probably do get more introverted, which I think is really interesting. And I don't know whether that's people do the personality tests different when they're older, that they're happy to tick that, I don't want to go to a party every night box. <laughs> or whether people do actually become more introverted as they get older. Uh, Confounding variable. We don't really know. (laughs) No. (laughs) So how can you make that shift from not honoring your introversion to honoring your introversion? Because when we first met, you talked about it that way as honoring, and it really made an impression on me. So how can you do that? I, for me, I keep coming back to Susan Cain's book and then I've read other books as well. I think there are just, that book was, you know, really pivotal for me, partly because it also gave me strategies. I thought, oh, I could do that. So for and one of the examples in the book is uh, someone who does um, public speaking, does a lot of running uh, events for people, facilitating them. And that person always used to make sure in the lunch hour that they went out for a walk, that they didn't interact with the group. And it was just like, oh, I never thought about that. I thought I had to be there for the lunch thing and to socialize and be around people. So it was slowly working out what strategies, and that just got me thinking about what strategies could I do that make this easier for me 
and you know make me feel better about it so I started one of the things I started doing in my corporate job was making sure that I went out for lunch and sat by myself for half an hour somewhere and had a coffee and read a book and that just made such a difference to how I felt at the end of the day that I'd actually give myself a break during the day so for me it's really been working out what are those small strategies because it doesn't have to be big things like you know locking yourself away in a room for two weeks at a time or anything what are those small things you can do that make you feel better about how your day has gone uh yeah so if it's a conference that I go to in the afternoon I might go back to my room and have a little break for an hour where I don't participate and that's not the end of the world so it's things like that where you realize the world isn't going to end if you're not constantly socialising with people or being seen, mm. that it's okay to give yourself breaks. So how does that translate then for the wannabe entrepreneur or somebody who's struggling, thinking that they need to be like those extroverts that they see in their Facebook feed? Uh, I think for me, it's really about trying to find other introvert business owners out there and just seeing how they're doing things and trying to think, well, would that work for me and what would it look like? If particularly I find on, on Instagram and a little bit on Twitter, you know, there's a hashtag introvert boss and quiet ones. There's a whole heap of um, hashtags out there and that can help you find other introvert bosses. And then I think it's, it's really good to look at how they're running their business. How are they showing up and being visible to people? What are they, they doing? And starting to think about, well, what would that look like for me in my business if I wanted to, to be that successful and still honor my introversion? You know, that, that's so interesting because basically you're saying try to find a mentor. And, yeah. and what I found with so many mentors, I had a chance to interview some of the women who've been significant mentors for me since I've been an entrepreneur. And I was able to give them the feedback back as to how they were so helpful and what I learned from them. And what all of them said is that sometimes some of the most significant mentors are people you don't ever meet. Yes. So for an introvert, that's heaven, I would imagine. You don't have to have that kind of a scary conversation with somebody you have on a pedestal or somebody that you feel, you know, is just so big and has so much to offer. So this is a very quiet way that you can find other introvert leaders, introvert bosses, and learn what you can learn and let yeah. them guide you with their success. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can, I found it, for me, Instagram has been wonderful for building relationships. So finding those introvert bosses that I like and just commenting on their posts and starting conversations. And it's a really non-threatening way, you know, to, to start a conversation with someone, particularly if you're an introvert and you're shy like me, like putting a comment on Instagram is much less frightening than trying to engage directly with a one-on-one -on -one conversation or even sending you know, a pitchy email like a nice little comment on a, an Instagram post is such a simple thing to do you know particularly if you put thought into it um, which I think a lot of introverts do it just it, it's a really nice way to build relationships without completely throwing yourself out of your comfort zone <laughs> I love that and I think you're doing really well on a podcast interview by the way <laughs> <laughs> you're not squirming too much so I know you have some amazing free advice. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it and how people can get a hold of it? Yeah, so my main, the main way I like to start helping people is I have an introvert business quiz. And that is a quiz you can take and it just gives you a sense of if you are an introvert running a business, whether it's as a side hustle or full-time, of how you're going in terms of making that business work with your introversion. 
So it's a series of questions and at the end it gives you a result telling you how introvert friendly your business is. And then I, you know, from that I have a series of uh, emails that go out with tips to help you really build on those areas where I see a lot of people struggling. And it, the quiz has been really interesting from my point of view um, and in me thinking about more about what content I want to develop that boundaries are really important for introverts and a lot of them aren't putting them in place and also that they're not making use of word of mouth marketing and really putting systems in place for that. So that's been really interesting and that's some of the content that I'm going to be building on from that quiz. But I also have a really good post um, about what an introvert-friendly business is to get people started thinking and that really talks about what I see as the, the, the key elements that you need to have a, an introvert-friendly business, which is you've got to have the mindset that it's possible, the good boundaries, that you, you think about managing your, entry, your energy and that you put in systems that help you actually manage that, en um, that energy better. Fantastic. And how can people get a hold of it? Of course, I'll include it in the show notes, but what is the link? Yep. So if they go to my website, it's carolinemwood.com and there's just a little link to click on that will take you through to the quiz. And if you go to my blog, you'll see that blog post. So that is carolinem, as in... Mary? <laughs> as M is in, I was going to say M is in Mary. Caroline M. Wood, W-O-O-D.com. Of course, I'll include this in the show notes. Caroline, thank you so much. You know, I really, I really appreciated the opportunity to think about introversion and what it's like to be that way, especially in business. Of course, in life too, but because I do work with so many midlife women who want to try something new, it can be very scary. And I hate the idea of women focusing on what they can't do instead of what they can do. And I think mm. a lot of women must fail in advance when it comes to introversion and not even think, well, how could I do that differently? It may just seem like, ugh, I just can't do it. It's too much. It's too much. So you're out there as a beacon of light and hope. <laughs> And waving that introversion flag. So thank, thank you, really. Thank you so much for coming on The Women in the Middle today and sharing this important message. Thank you for having me, Susie. It's been a lovely conversation. That's it for today's episode. So good, right? Happiness really does come from embracing who you are, even when this means leaning into your introversion. As Caroline explained, she tried to force herself into an extrovert environment at work, and it didn't work for her at all. And I'm sure it doesn't work for you either. She is so much happier now working for herself in a way that feels authentic, or as we like to say in coaching, in alignment. <laughs> Does this resonate with you? Are you trying to fake it as an extrovert? I love the idea of thinking about honoring yourself versus honoring the thought that you're weird. Notice the difference in the way each thought makes you feel completely different, that's for sure. Inviting more quiet and alone time into your life might just be the thing that you need most. All right, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time in a spin and get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at susierosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. There are three ways to connect more with me in the future. 
The first way is to join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group where we continue the podcast conversation. Just head over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Women in the Middle Community. The second way is to work with me directly and get unbelievably effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused, who needs that, to being crystal clear and excited about your future much better. Book your free call and let's talk about it. Just head over to www.talktosuzie.com. And number three, become a first lady. Join my new midlife membership, Finally First. This is an upbeat virtual community for 50 plus women who want clarity, courage, and connection to make the changes they want in their next chapter. Sign up for the VIP waitlist now because the doors will open again soon and you will be ready to go. Head over to www.imfinallyfirst.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Mm